Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hey everyone, we're going to continue our series on who is God what has he done and what is he doing? And today we're talking about what is he doing now? So we're talking about this God who so many people want to think is far off and is beyond our ability to understand. And in some ways that's true, but the reality is he's also a personal God who extends to us a very personal relationship. And we need to learn how to simultaneously Keep him high and lifted up. Keep him gloriously seated on his throne and and know that this God is the one that we call our Abba Father. So it's both and, and we have an opportunity to intellectually pursue that and seek that as we spend time in our knees on prayer, seeking him and in his word. So this whole series is just intended just to whet your appetite about what is possible about knowing who God is. I have had the privilege of being under some awesome Bible teachers, and really I think the best Bible teachers don't answer all of our questions, but they get us excited about God and His Word, get us wanting to get into the Word, and that's my objective for our time together. I want you to want to get into the Bible. I remember sitting at the feet of one of my favorite Bible study uh, teachers, and I was sitting in the audience going, I got to go home. I got to look that up. I got to know. I got to know. I want that. I want your passion. I want to know the God that you're describing to me. And that's what I hope this series and everything else we do here on this podcast, that's what I want it to do for you. I want you to get excited. I want you to become resolved. I want you to determine that this not only is your God, but this is the God that you want to live and serve with every part of who you are. So today we want to talk about what is he doing now, right? So we have the God of the Old Testament who set all of these things in motion, entered into a covenant relationship with all of these men. And then we went through the 400 years of silence. And then God in the fullness of time sends his son, Jesus Christ, who ministers on the earth for three years and points to the father and points to the father and dies on the cross to be the ultimate perfect lamb of God to pay the sin debt of all mankind once for all, the sufficient sacrifice, the perfect blood of Jesus crucified on Calvary to pay our sin debt. He was in the grave for three days and then he rose again on the third day and ascended after 40 days of ministry here with his disciples, ascended into heaven. And my first point, what is he doing today? He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Your God, the one we talked about last time, who is active, is seated. This idea of seated means that what he went to do, what he came to earth to do is finished. It is finished. 
He finished what he came to do. The fact that he's seated at the right hand of God does not mean he's inactive. In fact, the second thing, I've got nine things lifted of, listed of what he's doing today. So if you write all nine down and again, not an exhaustive list, but intended to just whet your appetite for what you can get into the word and dig out about what Jesus is doing now, right? So he's seated, meaning he's finished what he came to do. It is finished indeed. The sufficient sacrifice for multitudes, for all of sinners, finished, paid, price paid. He is also preparing a place for you and me. Jesus told his disciples, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and bring you to myself. For where I go, you shall come also. Jesus is preparing a place for you and for me. To spend eternity, look, that's what he died on Calvary to do, to make a way, to bridge a chasm that we could not cross on our own. He has gone to prepare a place for you and I to spend eternity with me, a place where there is no infection of sin, a place where everything is as it ought to be, as it ought to be. That longing, that desire inside of you for something better, for something greater, that is that desire that is placed in your heart by the Almighty. You long, you long, like I long, for home, for a place where things are as they ought to be. And in the meantime, we're invited by him, not just to embrace him, but to live as we ought in light of our heavenly home. That's what he asks us to do. So he's seated, and yet he's preparing a place for you and for me. He is interceding on our behalf as we pray to the Father. We can know that the Son is interceding on our behalf. He is saying things to the Father that we don't even know how to say. When we're broken, when we're confused, when we're overwhelmed, when we're exhausted, when we're lonely, all of those things that all of us, listen to me, all of us wrestle with those things from time to time. Different levels. There is no one on the planet who's got it all together or going on. It's just not true. That is a lie. All of us wrestle feelings of inadequacy. All of us have things, places of brokenness, longings, things that we wish were different, relationships we wish were reconciled. Jesus knows all of those things, and he intercedes on our behalf. Look, one thing that you can look up for in Scripture in the Gospels, I was just reading this morning in Luke, there were a couple of times that I read this morning where someone was saying something to themselves and in one instance only thinking it and Jesus right there, God with flesh on, knew their thoughts, knew their thoughts and he revealed them and he knows your thoughts and my thoughts. He knows the hidden things. He knows the brokenness and he is interceding on our behalf to the father. He's interceding for us. He's going in between. He's saying, Dad, Father, you got to know. Rachel's wrestling with this. She's hurting about this. She still misses this, right? That's what he's doing for you and me. This is what he's doing now. What he's doing now. Fourth, he's in the process of glorifying himself. I love this. Constantly, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is constantly in the process of glorifying himself, bringing others to him, right? glorifying himself in a sunrise, in a blooming flower, in the changing seasons. It is beautiful here in North Carolina with all of the leaves changing all of the seasons. He's in the process of glorifying himself. Look what I can do. Look at this. This is who I am. 
this beautiful creation, right? He's in the process of glorifying himself. He's in the process of strengthening us. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We need his strength. I have so much weakness. And the further I get into life, the more weaknesses I become aware of. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for us to be self-aware, for us to be sober, for us to be conscious of our weakness. Because we know that in our weakness, he is strong. He is strong. He is strengthening us. We can also know next number, let's see, this is number six. He is working on our behalf. He is working on your behalf and on my behalf. Look, not he doesn't just know, right, what's going on with us. He is working on our behalf. And the, and the psalmist writes about making our path straight to God. Look, my path doesn't always look straight to me. If I were to draw a line between where I am and where God wants me to be, I think I could get a ruler and draw a line, but apparently I can't. There are some things that he has orchestrated that I must endure and go through so that I can actually get to the Father, right? He's working on my behalf to orchestrate conversations, circumstances, opportunities for me to lean into him, to lean into him. He's working on my behalf. He's on my team. He's on my team. And as I walk in the light, as he is in the light, as you walk in the light, right, we have fellowship with him and with one another. And as we do that, he's working all things out for our good. Remember, he's working on our behalf. You can know that as you are seeking to honor him in word and deed, as you are striving to live a worthy life, you can know that he is working on your behalf. He's working on your behalf. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is now calling men to himself. Look, in this crazy, chaotic moment, and this isn't the first one and it won't be the last one. In this crazy, crazy time, God is constantly extending an invitation to himself, extending an invitation for mercy and forgiveness, for rest and for peace, for lack of fear of man. He is giving us a choice. We can fear man or fear God. It's a very clear choice. And God is saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
He's constantly calling and inviting all men of all nations, of every tongue and tribe to himself, inviting them to come and receive the rest that their souls long for, that they long for. You and I long for that rest. You and I long for that peace. That's that other world that our hearts long and ache for, for things to be as they ought to be. And he is calling us to himself because it is only when we come to him that we can have an assurance of our heavenly home. And that fuels, that strengthens. Do you see how these are all interconnected? That helps us to take the next step, to do the next right thing. In addition, not only is he working on your behalf, but he's right there with you. He's walking with you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All through that psalm, the psalmist affirms that he's never alone. Never ever alone. It's one of the things I love about David. David gets credit in the Old Testament for being a man after God's own heart. And how is that possible? If you know his story, how is it possible? See, David got who God was. He got who God was. He's out a shepherd right out in the wilderness watching his sheep. An analogous relationship with those sheep that's not lost on David, apparently. He gets that the Lord is his shepherd. He was a shepherd, but the Lord is his shepherd. And he didn't doubt. He knew, he knew from experience that God was with him, that God was right there. He was never alone under those stars. He was never alone when those sheep were under attack from the wolves and the bears. He was never alone. God was always with him. Mom, dad, students, God is always with you. You are never alone. You can try as you might to run away, but the psalmist writes, even there, even there, even there. He is with you. He is walking with you for whatever deep water you're walking through right now, whatever difficult, whatever trial, whatever time of celebration and abundance and blessing that you're in right now. He is right there with you. He will not forsake or leave you. That is what his word says he is with you. That's what he's doing right now. He's with you. Finally, number nine, not finally, but this is just my list of nine, right? He neither slumbers nor sleeps. Neither slumbers nor sleeps. You know those things that keep you and I awake at night, those stressors of life that that hinder our ability to get a good night's rest, right? Or that maybe those things that distract us during the day from getting whatever it is we're trying to get done, done, going from one room to another sometimes is a challenge for me, right? See, we're human. We must sleep. That's part of being human. We have limitations, but we serve a God without limitations. And he assures us those things that keep you up, those things that are stressful, those things that just feel like they're spinning out of control. I've got it. You need to rest. You need to sleep. You need to lie down. I got it. I don't slumber or sleep. And I want you to know that while you're resting, while you're slumbering, I'm going to ask you, put it in my hand and get some rest. Let me handle those things that only I can handle. You really can't do anything about this. But I can. And I've got it. That's what he invites us to do. All of those things. All of those things. He says, 
just dare to put it in my hand and let me take it? I'm walking this out right now personally. There's not been a time in my life that I can look at when I have not had something that God with an outstretched hand is saying, you know what, if you just, would you dare put it right here? I, I've got it. I've got it. I know better than you do what's going on. And I'm going to ask you to trust me with it. Right now, your God is asking you. Right now. I don't slumber or sleep. You need that. So give that to me and you get some rest. You get some rest. See, if we look at all nine of these things together, here is what God is doing now. He's in the process with all of us who are his children, who have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the finished work of the crossbar of Calvary, perfect blood of the Lamb spilt to pay the sin debt of the world. We can know as his children that having been justified by that perfect sacrifice, we are now being sanctified and transformed. Sanctification is this idea of being purified. All the dross burnt off. All of the sin and all of the impurity <clears throat> being burnt off. That's what he's in the process of doing. If you wonder why life is hard and while he allows it, right? It's because there's some dross that needs to be burned off. There's some things we got to deal with. And he loves you enough. He loves me enough not to leave us where he found us, right? But to sanctify us. Never leave us. Never leave us. But to sanctify us. To call us higher. And sanctification and transformation are, are interrelated, right? The idea of transformation is change. His objective for us is holiness. His objective for us is to be formed into the image of his son, to be perfected over time through this process of sanctification and transfer. That's what he's doing. And that's why, frankly, some of the things, many of the things, most of the things that we go through are so hard and so painful is because being chiseled and molded and made and sanded into the image of the perfect son of God is not a painless process. We have the option to worship and rejoice in the meantime, in the process, in the pain. And that's what he invites us to do. If we dare to Colossians 3, set our minds on things above, to focus on what his objective is. If we were to dare to join him in his objective, to long more than anything to become what he has planned for us to be, molded and formed into the image of his son. That's, that's what all of these things are about. That's what it's all about, is that we would dare trust him, right? So I have three things. I, thinking about this, thinking, okay, this is what he's doing, right? So what's our role here? So I'm going to say there's three things. How do we participate in what God's doing? Because it, it would be foolish for us to rebel against what God is doing, right? It's a temptation. That's what our flesh wants to do. That's what our sinful nature wants to do. I want to rebel against God. I want to do it my way. I want to do what I want to do, right? And the culture says I have the right to do that, and indeed, God has given me that right. I have the ability to choose my selfish self or, or I can submit to what God is trying to do in me. 
So I'm going to suggest to you there's three things. And again, I'm, I, I am cautious to suggest that these are exhaustive three things, but I like three because it's a short list. So I'm going to dare us that if indeed, and I believe scripturally based, God is in the process of sanctifying and transforming us, what can we do? One, we can lean in. We can surrender and submit. And I believe the first step in leaning in is Psalm 4610, be still and know. Be still and know. Oh, that we would dare to take time to be still and know, to meditate on God and his truth. Not, not marinate in all the yuck, right? But actually meditate, right, on who he is based on his word, his love, his grace, his mercy. Secondly, I'm going to dare you to trust. Trust that he is who he says he is, who he is evidenced by the word of God, what he's already done. Resolve to stand. Resolve to stand. Determine to trust him no matter what wind blows, no matter what storm comes, no matter what fire destroys that you're going to stand. And number three, I believe what it looks like for us to participate in this, the sanctifying, transformational work that God is in the process of doing is for us to obey. And what does that look like? I think you and I know it means we live worthy. That we dare to know and do. Know and do. Not just know, but actually do. I really believe that too often we know what we ought to do and we just choose not to. But I'm going to dare you to lean in, to trust, and actually to obey. Here's your challenge questions. Number one, I would dare you to consider what is it that God is trying to purify you of. Very often we know what it is, an old habit, a, a sin that has snared us for a long time. What is it that he's trying to purify you of? And would you dare to surrender it? Would you dare to submit to his sanctifying process? Number two, what do you see him doing right now? What is he asking you to change? What is he asking you to lay down, to put into his hand, to trust him with? What is it? What is it he's asking you to do? And would you but dare to put it into his hand? And number three, what is it right now that he's asking you to obey him and actually do? Not think about, not justify not doing, not ignore, but actually do. Look, he is at work right now. He is calling you higher. He has more planned for you than you can ask or imagine. What if you and I dared to lean in, to trust, and obey? We'll talk next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. I hope you will join us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast.
Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.